0: Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Kate from Alive I Am. Thank you for tuning in to the Alive I Am podcast. To know us, we're a group of teens with a passion to spread the love of God and spread the gospel all over the nation. We hope that you enjoy this week's podcast. What is going on, guys? And welcome to this week's episode. It's your boy Oz with Alive I Am, and it is an honor and it is a privilege to be here speaking to you guys. Um, you guys may be thinking, oh, why is he alone? Where's Dooney? Where's Kate? Where's Lauren? Um, they're busy this weekend, you know, with family and certain things, so it's just me for today Ah, I know, I know, I know, ah, But in all seriousness, um, I have a super important message to speak to you guys And uh, this message is not a feel-good message This message is not a message to tickle you ears This message is for you to wake up Wake up in the things that are happening around you, around this world, around this generation and, you know, before we start, I want to pray. Um, so bow your heads. Um, Lord, thank you for giving me the honor and the privilege. Uh, no, thank you for giving me the privilege to be here, God Almighty. Um, it is an honor and it is a privilege to be doing this for you. Thank you for my life. Thank you for waking me up today. Thank you for the life of anyone that is watching. Um, Lord, I just opened myself up to be used by you, God. Lord, I ask that you flow through me, you govern what I say, you govern my thoughts, and you guide me through this episode. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, I'm open to be used by you. I declare that I don't walk or I don't speak through my flesh, but I speak through the Holy Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus and I cover each person that is walking with the blood of Jesus. I ask that they open themselves to understand They open their ears to receive from what you are trying to tell them, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray. I do this for you. All the honor and all the glory goes to you, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray. Amen and amen. So, this week's episode, it's called God's Workers. And what I'm going to be talking about is how you guys, people that say, I'm a Christian, this goes for you. New believers, this also goes for you because you're a Christian. If you're not a Christian and you're lost, I pray that this message encourages you to give your life to Jesus. Um, this, this message is to wake you guys up. And I'm not only preaching this to you, but I'm preaching it to myself because I believe that everyone, and everyone needs to receive, everyone needs to be renewed and rewashed by the blood of Jesus Um, We had an amazing victory this past weekend In our Bible study Uh, Two people gave their lives to Christ And I'll tell you something I learned this two days ago Distractions Mm. Distractions is Something And the devil uses distractions So that you Can stop focusing on the things of the Lord The devil will use People Distraction could come as a form of people To distract you From the things of the Lord Distraction can come in a job You know how busy you are And I'll tell you something I wrote it down, wrote some notes Distraction is there To remove you from the will of God And After this weekend Past weekend Two people gave their lives to Christ. Um, God used Alive I Am to, you know, do the things of the Lord. All honor, all glory goes to him, not to us, or Alive I Am. That was all Jesus. All the credit goes to him because he saved those two souls. All glory to Jesus. Um, Shout out to Ozzy and Issa uh, for coming to the Bible study. It was awesome. It was a pleasure meeting you guys. But, you know, in all seriousness, that's where the attacks started happening. And it's crazy to even think that even in victories, the enemy will use distraction and discouragement to bring you down. And in this whole week, um, I've been getting tempted. I've been getting attacked. You know, I remember Sunday, I was just so drained, so drained. You know, I slept for a really long time. I went to church, received. But at the same time, I felt drained. You know what I mean? And I remember Monday, I didn't even go to work because I was just so drained. And I didn't even feel like reading my Bible. I didn't feel like seeking God. I was distracted. And the enemies put thoughts in my head of discouragement, telling me that I can't do this. Why am I doing this? No one, no one is reaping from this. No one is receiving from God. No one is receiving from us. Why am I doing this? I'm not being used. And those are the thoughts that the enemy wants you to believe. Because I'll tell you something. Jesus Christ is the true and living water. He is true and living. I'll tell you something. That God, Jesus Christ, resurrected from the dead and came back to life. Buddha. Buddha didn't do that. Where's Muhammad? He's dead. Uh, Islam. All these other religions. They worship dead gods. But I'll tell you something. Jesus Christ is not dead. And I'm sorry if I'm offending you, but it's the truth. And you need to know the truth. Jesus Christ is the true and living God. He's true and living, and he's real. Some of you people believe in crystals, evil eyes, the universe. You guys are so passionate in worshiping the creation of God instead of the creator. You guys worship the universe. The universe will give me away. The universe will do this, will do that when God is doing it in your your own life and you give credit to the universe. You guys are giving credit to the creations that God made, not to the creator. I promise you, when you stop seeking crystals, reinsurance from crystals, evil eyes, other people, the universe, And start seeking God Almighty for who he is. Jesus Christ for who he is. I promise you, your life will be transformed. Your life will be renewed. And it's time for you to wake up. It is time. It is time. Because Jesus is right around the corner. Jesus is right there around the corner. Christians, brothers and sisters, why do you think you're getting attacked? The churches are getting attacked. The churches, there's even churches even closing. Why do you think that is? Because the devil is attacking the things of the Lord. The devil is attacking the children of God because his time is near. The devil's end is near and he knows that. And Jesus is coming soon. And the devil is not hiding anymore. When you look at at what's going on in the world, spiritually, in the spiritual realm, the spiritual realm is real. You guys believe in astrology, right? So you must believe in spirits. But you guys are worshiping the wrong wrong spirits. You guys are receiving from the wrong spirits. You guys should be worshiping and receiving from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God. That's the spirits that you should, that's the spirit that you should be searching for. The Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is fire. It renews you, it washes you new. Why do you think you're getting attacked so much? Why do you think the children of God are getting attacked so much? I'll tell you something, the target is not the people of the world because it says that they're lost, they're blinded, they don't see. They have already been consumed. Why is the devil going to target something that's already been consumed by him? The target is you, children of God. The target is you. You are the target. And the devil will do anything and everything to stop you because of what, what lives in you. Why do you think the devil hates us so much? because we mess up every single day. We fall short every single day and God still wants to hear from us. God still wants to seek us. God still wants us. The devil messed up once. The devil wanted worship to go to himself and God casted him out of heaven. We mess up every single day and God still wants to hear from us. That's why the devil hates us so much. Because he knows what lives through us. He knows that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is alive. And he knows that his time of death is near. He knows that. He he knows he's he's lost. He lost already. But he just doesn't want to believe that. And he will discourage you and distract you. Distraction could come in all shape and form. All shape and sizes. It could come in a relationship. It could come in a and a job. He could come through friends and family. The devil will try to use distractions to discourage you. The devil will try to use distractions. So that you could f- go far from the Lord. To get distracted for not reading your word. Worshiping him. Seeking him. He will do everything and anything he can. To stop you from seeking God. But I'm telling you here today to wake up. Now is the time to wake up. If you sin, if you fall short, okay, that's fine. But it's time for you to repent and follow God for who He is. Follow God for who He is. There's no time to dwell in your past. There's no time to dwell in sin. Now is the time to be repented and do the things of the Lord. If you go to... Let me just wait. In Matthew 9... 37 to 38 it says then he said to his disciples the harvest truly is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore pray the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the into his harvest we are the laborers jesus is the shepherd the lost is the harvest brothers, brothers and sisters there's a reason why it says the laborers are few because there are little people that are determined to harvest the lost for jesus So what are you doing to harvest lost souls for Jesus? So what are you doing to harvest lost souls for Jesus? Or are you the part of the lost? Are you the part of the plentiful harvest? I typed that a little weird. I was typing very fast. The time is now to harvest the lost for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus needs you to act now because the devil is acting now. And he's not stopping until he gets every single lost hole for hell to be turned tormented for all of eternity so we have to act now for the kingdom of heaven is at hand there's a reason why it says the the labors are few because not a lot of people are determined to go search for the lost to go pray for the lost to heal the lost Jesus lives in us so we have the power of Jesus what are you doing with your talents what are you doing with the things that the Lord gave in you your gifts we all have purpose and your purpose and your calling is not better than the one next to you or your brothers and sisters I know there's thoughts that may be going through your head. Why does this person get to do that and I don't? Why does God talk to that person more than I do? I can't even hear God. Where's God? I'll tell you something. Those are distractions from the enemy. He wants you to think that you are not worthy. He wants you to think that you don't have a calling or a purpose. But I'm telling you here, brothers and sisters, you do. You do. Your calling is just different. Not better or less than anyone else's. Your calling is just different. And I'm asking you, plead to God, what is your calling? And he will show you. He will show you, but you need to seek him for the right reasons. You you, you can't seek him to, oh, Lord, I'm going to worship you because I need my purpose. No, seek him for who he is. Seek him, not for what he could give you, but for who he is, the true and living God. The one that saved you. The one that healed you. And if you're praying for a calling or a purpose, I, I promise you, you have one. It says it in the Bible. It says here, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all of them. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits; To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works in all of these things. Distributing to each one individually as His will. You have been called and you have a gift. You have talents that the Lord has given you. Your purpose and your gifts and your talents come. They they play hand by hand. There's a reason why the Lord has given you those talents and those gifts. And I'm asking you, use those gifts. Use those talents to glorify and edify Jesus. Use them to bring the lost to the kingdom of heaven. Because I tell you something. I I want heaven to be crowded. I want heaven to be crowded. And I'm going to say that. Every single time until I'm heaven and I'm bumping into people. I'm bumping into brothers and sisters that have made it. It says here. Give me one second. Because I wrote a lot down. And I'm only just getting started. So. Dun, 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 dun. 1 Corinthians three, sixteen through 17. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defies the temple of God, God will destroy him. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. It says here, which temple are you? I love that because Paul is questioning you. Which temple are you? Are you the temple that dwells in Jesus Christ, are you, or are you the temple that dwells in men, the validation of men? I'll tell you something, now is not the time to, to wait. Now is not the time to dwell in your past, into your sin or your circumstances. Now is the time to act. And I'm telling you now, don't wait for this certain circumstances that may be going through your life to pass over. Let me get let me rack up some money and then I'll go I'll go serve the Lord. Let me finish college and then I'll serve the Lord. Let me let me battle this cancer first and then I'll go serve the Lord. Let me be healed first and then I'll serve the Lord. Some of us as humans, we want we want healing. We want our ans- we want our prayers to be answered. But we're not determined to go out and preach to the lost. Save the lost souls for the kingdom of heaven. Are you obedient to God? Are you? When God tells you to go speak to that stranger, does fear overcome you? Or when God tells you, go heal that person with a broken leg, do the thoughts consume you, saying, I can't do that. I'm no one. Oh, but what if they look at me funny? What if I'm being judged? God dwells in you. You are the temple of God. And it's saying here, what temple are you? What temple are you? It says that the temple of God is in us. We are the temple of God. It says God dwells in us. God lives in us. But you're afraid to pray for that broken leg? You're afraid to pray for that person that is lost? What if that person never makes it to heaven because of you? What if that person died on his way home in a car accident? And he didn't receive heaven. I mean, he he didn't receive God because of you. Because you were too scared to act. Because you were too scared to act. Think about that. You could have been that person's only chance to receive God. But you were too scared to act. I'm telling you, don't let fear overcome you. Do not let fear overcome you. I'm going to read a passage to you guys. And it's in Psalms. It says in Psalms 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord, is my str- the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat, eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired to the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his ter- tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock, and now my head shall be, li- shall be lifted up above my enemies. All around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing in praise to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Hear mercy. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path. Because of my enemies, do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breath out violence, I I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. It says here, wait, I say on the Lord. And I want you to say, wait, I say on the Lord. Say it louder. Say it like you mean it. Say it, wait on the Lord, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. That passage is wow. I love that passage because it's telling you who shall you fear? Who shall you be afraid of? When the temple of God, when you are the temple of God, you are the building of God. You don't have to have four walls of a church to pray for deliverance, to act on deliverance, to heal the sick, heal the blind, heal the mute, heal the deaf, heal the sick, heal the you know? You don't have to do that in a church. The four walls of a church does not limit God. God is unlimited. God is unlimited. God could do anything, anywhere. And he is not tied to four walls of a church. He is not tied to a pupil. He is not. You are the church. We are the church. A friend of mine said that really touched me that this this generation needs kingdomship. It needs the kingdom of heaven. It needs the supernatural of God. Because that's where the supernatural, the healing comes from the supernatural of God. The deliverance comes from the supernatural of God. God is real. And God acts. God moves. Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. Jesus Christ healed the sick. Jesus Christ healed the mute. Jesus Christ healed the, paral- the the paralytic. And it's saying here that Jesus lives in you. He dwells in you. Therefore, why do you think you can't do it? Why do you think you can't do the things of the Lord when he says that he lives in you? You are the temple. You are the fields. You are the building of God. You are the church. We are the church. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, do not focus on the outcome of certain things. Maybe God's telling you, go pray for that person, and you do it, and that person rejects you. That's fine, because there's a victory in it. Through it all. God doesn't do things. God doesn't tell you to do do things for no reason. If God tells you to pray for that person, that, that person rejected you. There's a victory, if you think about it. You have overcome fear through Jesus. To go out of your comfort zone to go pray for that person, that's a victory. That is a victory in my book. Because even if that person, you know, cursed you out, hey, bro, you're a Jesus freak, you still planted the seed. You still planted the seed. Now look at this. Look at this. I have to find it, so please stay patient with me. 1 Corinthians 3, 8-11. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labors. I'm pretty sure I read this. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's fields. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me. This is Paul again. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. We have the foundation of God. Jesus Christ is the foundation. He is the main foundation. And he's saying that one builds on it, another builds. And he's saying here, but let each one take, but let each one take heed how he builds on it. How are you going to build the kingdom of heaven? How? How are you going to do it? Are you going to do it with fear? Or are you going to do it through the will of God? How are you going to do it? How are you going to build this foundation? Hmm? When the foundation of God is in you. You're working in the foundation of God. You know? It says here also. Um, do 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 do. I wrote a lot, so I get like get lost into this. So yes. So let's go back to why do you think you get attacked so much in this day and time? Because the devil has a target for us Christians. He's done hiding. He's out there roaming like a lion waiting to devour. But he's not waiting anymore to devour. He is not waiting to devour. He's not sneaking anymore. He's out there. He's out there. And he's not hiding anymore. Now he's just devouring. And he's not waiting to devour. He's just doing it. He's out there and attacking like never before. The devil is attacking the churches. Why do you think churches go? are going downhill. Or people that were once in fire for God now backslid into the world. It's because Jesus is coming. And these are the signs that we need to be looking at. I'm asking. No, I'm pleading. Please wake up. Just as Jesus is coming, he's on his way. It's the same way that the devil is attacking 10 times worse. Because he knows the outcome. He knows that when Jesus comes back, there the devil has lost. He knows what's going to happen and he's going to try everything he can to avoid the inevitable. So, just as, okay, I think I read that. Yep. The devil is preparing. The devil is active. The devil is not hiding anymore. So just as the devil is not hiding anymore, why are we going into hiding? Us Christians cannot retreat now when the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is at hand. We have to act now. We have to act now and not hide. I want heaven to be crowded, guys. I want heaven to be crowded. So, yes, guys. And it's saying here, 1 Corinthians 3. Well, let's read. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Because the whole, mm, Corinthians Corinthians just hits. Corinthians just hits, man. And I really hope you guys are receiving. Um, if you have any questions, um, I'll try my best to answer them. You guys could DM us. Um, but God wants to hear from you if you have questions. He wants to hear from you. Just because you have a question doesn't mean that God's going to cast you away. He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear the questions that you have for him. There's no question that you could ask him, you know, that he's not going to answer, you know, or he's going to cast you away for. It. No. You could even ask, God, are you real? Show me a sign. And he'll be like, thank you. Thank you, son. Thank you, daughter. For going to me first and not dwelling in your thoughts of what the devil wants you to think. Here, son, here's a miracle. Here's a miracle that, that, here's the thing that you've been praying for. That's how God works, man. That's how God works. We're his children. So we have to act like it. We have to depend on him fully. A lot of us are doing things in our own flesh. A A lot of us are doing things in our own strength, and that's why a lot of you guys fail. You guys have to start depending on God and start working through Him, working through the Holy Spirit and depending on Him. And not working through your flesh. Not doing in your own strength, but doing in the strength of the Lord. So yes, guys. Um so first Corinthians. Let me let me read it here. First 1 Corinthians three. Three uh da da eight. Okay, I read that already. Doo, doo, doo. Okay, I got it here. 1 Corinthians 3, 12-15 Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it because it will be re- revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work Of what sort it is. If anyone works which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone work is burned, anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet so as through fire. I wrote here because this is what I felt from the Spirit. What is the fire? The fire is the Holy Spirit. If you don't work with the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit does not work in you. For we need the Holy Spirit. We need to work hand by hand with the Holy Spirit. We need to work with the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit is what brings the fire that will test each one's work. Make sure you're working in the foundation of the Holy Spirit and not on the foundation of man. For the foundation of man will always fall, but the foundation of the Spirit will live on forever. And it's saying here that even when you're working with the Holy Spirit, and even if you, and if, even if you do things in your own will, just like what Jesus did when Peter was walking on water and he was looking at his surroundings and he doubted Jesus and he fell. Even through our doubt, Jesus will pick us up. But it says here, But he himself will be saved, yet so as through the fire. Even if you've been building, not according to the will of God, but if you repent and invite the Lord in, invite the Holy Spirit to work with through you, he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. The fire will help you. The fire will save you if you have been building the wrong way. If you have been building for the validation of men and not for the validation of the Holy Spirit, that you will be saved through the Holy Spirit, through the fire of the Holy Spirit. And it says here in 1 Corinthians seven nineteen to 24 I wrote this down. Um, Let me read the first verse and I'll I'll tell you what I wrote down But keeping the commandments of God is what matters Let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called This is where we're going Where everyone has been called Your calling is not better than anyone else's It's just different If someone is acting already in their calling Remember, it's a process It's not a two-second race It's a marathon So don't ever, ever Doubt your calling. Because how do you think God feels when you're doubting the things that he's given you? The thoughts. hmm? The ideas that he's given you. And you're just doubting them. There's a reason why God has given you those thoughts. There's a reason why God has given you those dreams, those visions. It's because it's for you to start working on them. Because again, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Your calling, your purpose could bring so many to revival. So many, so many lost people to the kingdoms of heaven. So stop dwelling on other people's victories because you haven't seen the process, the failures that that person may have gone through. Don't compare your calling and purpose to someone else's calling and purpose because it's not better, it's just different. It's saying here, hopefully I didn't lose myself. Okay, 1 Corinthians 7, 19-24. But keeping the commandments of God is what matters. Remember, we're not, we're not, we're not seeking for perfection because perfection is unobtainable. The love of God is what we have to dwell on. When you stop dwelling on your sin... Start dwelling on the love of God and just letting Him, just trusting Him that He will change you. That's where the true deliverance and victory comes. When you're not doing it in your own strength anymore, but you're doing it through the love of God. You're doing it through the strength of God. That's where the true change comes because you're trusting Him. You're depending on Him. It says here, I wrote this down. Sorry if I'm going off track, but you know, I wrote it down here. Dang it, I don't think I wrote it down. But... Oh, I did write it down. Aha. It's just all the way up here. Faith is the ability to understand something that still doesn't make any sense to your mind. But by faith, you understand You understand it ahead of time. Faith is the ability to understand and believe something that has yet come to sense. But by faith, you live. The right, It says here, the righteous shall live by faith. Sometimes I've time-pued so fast and then I just, you know, you type gibberish, but faith is something that you believe. You believe that is going to pass. It's going to happen when it doesn't even make sense to you. If you are doubting your calling and your purpose because it's it looks conf- it's like I don't I don't even think I could do that. I've begun to be a preacher. I've been called to be a worship leader. I've been called to worship to nations, but I'm doubting myself. Our my brothers and sisters, have faith. Have faith because faith is something. Believe It's believing in something that has not yet come to pass. You have to believe that it's going to happen. You have to believe that God has promises already predestined for your life. So stop comparing yourself to others. Now let's go back to 1 Corinthians. So 1 Corinthians 7, 19 and 24. But keeping the commandments of God is what matters. Let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Were, you called. were you called while a slave? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can be made free, rather use it. For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freed man. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Say that. Say that with me. I was bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men, brethren. Let each one remain with God in that state in which he was called. I love that verse because it's saying that we have all been called. We have all been called. And remember what I say what I said earlier in this Bible verse um again trying to find it. I have a lot written down. In First Corinthians twelve four to eleven, there are diversities of gift, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are dif- there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in in all in all of it. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given to the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, etc., etc., etc. You have been called. You have been called. And I believe that those those two verses go hand in hand. Because it's saying, Paul's saying here that you have been called. But he's saying to use, to use. The gifts that God has given you—you you have been freed, right? Through God, you have been freed. So therefore, use the talents and gifts that God has given you. Well, but how do I do that? What do I have? So now I'm free. You have now. You now have Jesus Christ living in you. So therefore, use it. Use the talents and the gifts that God has given you, because your purpose and your talents go hand in hand. Your calling and your gifts that the God that God has given you go hand in hand. So Paul is saying, use it. Use it. Use it Because your calling and purpose Has been given given to you for a reason And if you don't follow your purpose and calling We're going to lose a lot of souls, man When we're obedient and I'm going, I'm going to, you know Now I'm going to speak the, to the spirit When you're obedient I'll tell you something It is the best feeling ever It's the best feeling ever Because God rewards you for that. He rewards you because you have been obedient to him. Because you have trusted him. You have given him faith. And even when you don't feel like it. Even when you don't feel like like praying, worshiping, seeking him. I'm telling you, please don't stay there for too long. Don't stay there for too long. Wake up. Seek the Lord even when you don't want to seek him. Seek him when you're tired. Ask him to give you strength. Seek Him when it doesn't even... Seek Him to not receive anything, to not get any out of, anything out of it, but just receive Him because He is God. Because He has given you everything. He sacrificed His life on that cross for you because you have been bought at a price. He's given you everything and He's given you the ability to do it. So why therefore, why, why are you saying that you can't? When the Creator of the universe, when God Almighty... The one that created you, the earth, is telling you that you can, you can do it, you can do it. Do not get do not get distracted from the enemy. Do not get distracted from the enemy. Do not get distracted from when the enemy is telling you. Wake up, open your eyes, see the things through the Lord. Start this, ask the Lord to deceit the wrongful spirits. Because I'm telling you, distractions could come in all shapes, sizes, and forms. It could come looking at something beautiful, maybe like a girl, maybe a boy, maybe a relationship that you think is perfect. But now you have placed that relationship or girl or boy or job over God. And That's a big no-no. You will You will get in trouble for that. So don't do it. Don't place anything or anyone over God because God is our foundation. Just as I said here, and just what Paul said here, what I read to you guys, that there, for no other foundation can anyone lay than with that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Remember, you've been bought at a price and you're not no one. You're somebody. You're somebody through Jesus Christ. You're somebody through the, through the salvation of Jesus Christ. And you have a calling, you have a purpose, and I'm telling you to start using it. Wake up. Wake up and don't wait. Do not wait. Act now. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The lost needs you. God needs you to act now. Because your form of obedience can save a lot of people. Your form of obedience could save the lost. What are you doing to harvest for the kingdom of God? What are you doing? And I wrote it down here. Um, Don't fall into the things of the world. Don't fall into the things or the fleshly desires of man. But focus in God. Be a slave of Christ, not of man. For you were bought at a price. You are special. You are the temple of God. You are called Remember, your purpose is not better than anyone's. It's just different. We all have purpose. What are you doing with that talent? And purpose that go hand in hand. What are you doing to harvest the lost? And remember, 1 Corinthians 12, 4-11, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Please invite the Holy Spirit to move in you Even even when you don't feel like it I promise you God is doing something God is moving God is doing something upon this generation There's going to be revival And It's a blessing and it's an honor That we get to experience that We get to experience revival Because I declare in the name of Jesus There will be a revival upon this generation Like never before seen The Lord showed me a dream a couple months ago not even a dream, it was a vision. I was praying one night and I was I was pleading for souls. I was crying, Lord, save these lost souls. And the Lord showed me that this nation was going to bring, this generation was going to bring a revival to this nation like never before. The revival that pastors have been praying for, have been so desperately praying for, fasting for. That, re- that revival is coming now. That revival is coming now. And I'm asking you, brothers and sisters, no, I'm not even asking you. I'm crying. I'm pleading to you. Wake up. Wake up because the laborers are few and the harvest is plentiful. What are you doing to harvest the lost? What are you doing to harvest for the kingdom of heaven? Wake up. And now I'll pray to you guys. Um, wait, actually, no, I'm not even done yet. Because therefore work with one another. We are one in Christ. We are one in Christ. Do not underestimate or discourage your brothers and sisters because if you go to 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 31, for as the body, let me read it in my Bible because I, I know where this one's at. I know where this one's at. And this one, this one's just amazing. It's too long, but you know, stay with me. I know we're in 40, 41 minutes, but I promise you, this is worth it. Work with one another. A friend of mine told me that this generation needs kingdomship and organism. And shout out to you, my brother. Thank you for saying that. Uh, you know, it, it really woke me up. Because it says here, and I, I've been I've been studying the word. And it says here in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12, 12, all the way to 31. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the, whole were, if the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, and the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable. On these we bestow greater honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. This, 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 this is where it really hit me. Now you are the body of Christ and the members individually. And God has appointed these in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles and gifts of healing, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues, are all apostles question mark, are all prophets question mark, are all teacher, teachers question mark, are all workers of miracles question mark, do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gift, and yet I show you a more ex and um, I'll show you a more excellent way. We are the organism of God. Just like I told you, we are the church, brothers and sisters. So we should all come together. Because this person may have something that I don't. Or maybe that person has something that they don't have, but I do. We have to be together as an organism of Christ as a kingdomship of Christ we have to all come together and work together for the salvation of the lost we are all we all have to work together as the organism in one in Christ to help the lost save the lost disciple the lost because it's not one thing we 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 say we we save them or we we pray for them but we also have to disciple them just like it says here we all have to be guided by the holy spirit and i pray in the name of jesus this generation needs you, and I know there's going to be revival like never before. And I'm asking your brothers and sisters, it is time to wake up. It is time. It is time to work together, no matter the circumstances or the differences that we may have. Christians, brothers and sisters, we have to work together to save the lost and to honor and glorify God. I declare that everything that we do, we must do to glorify and edify Jesus Christ because we are the temple of God and we have to take care of that temple. We have to take care of our body. So I'm asking you today to wake up. If, you, if, if that is you that I've talked to, um, that is you, you think this is you uh, that I'm speaking to, um, let me pray for you because I want to pray for you real quick. Um, if you feel like you are not awoken if you feel like you are spiritually dead or just asleep um i'm gonna pray for you um if you feel like god is not speaking to you and you're in a time of just silence of receiving of just you know of process i will also like to pray for you so um lord in the name of jesus i thank you for what you did today god all the honor all the glory goes to you lord um May everything that we do bounces back to you, to glorify you, to edify and honor you, God Almighty, to magnify your name high. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that person that is watching, that is hearing. I pray for their soul. I pray for their body, God. I pray for their temple. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I declare and I impart a supernatural desire of the Holy Spirit, a fresh wind, God. A fresh wind, Lord, a desire to seek souls, a desire to save the lost, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you wake them up. I pray that they open their eyes, their ears, Lord, their hearts, Lord, so that they could receive things from you, that they could receive things of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, I declare a supernatural impartation of the Holy Spirit, a desire to seek you, to go deeper, to seek your word, to pray to you, to worship you like never before, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God is telling you, Don't worship, don't worship me for what I could give you, but worship me for who I am. Worship me, worship me for who I am. And he's saying all the desires of your heart will be complete. He's saying be obedient to me and all the desires of your heart will be completed according to his will, of course. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, wake this generation up. Wake this generation up. In the name of Jesus, I cover each person that is watching, that is hearing with the blood of Jesus. And I pray, Lord Almighty, that they start to seek you like never before. I declare in the name of Jesus that you give them the strength, the courage, the wisdom, and the clarity, God, to overcome any obstacle that they may be going through. In the name of Jesus, Lord, will they stop doing things in their strength and start doing it through your strength. Will they stop doing things in through their flesh but and, and they start doing things in through your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, God, rise this generation up. Wake this generation up. In the name of Jesus, Amen and Amen. So that is today's episode. I hope you guys received. I definitely preached to myself. I feel great, um, and you know, anything that you may, may be going through, any doubt in your mind, any discouragement, I just want to let you know that is normal. That is normal. But I'm not saying that it is okay to think those things. No, it is not okay. Don't stay in that state. Don't stay in that state. The Lord is telling you to rise up because you are a child of God. You are a child of God and you could do it. You can do it. Remember, our our objective is not to be perfect, because that is unobtainable. Siri, can you leave me alone? I'm I'm talking to my brothers and sisters. God, even Siri, even Siri got it. But in all seriousness, I love you guys. God bless you. And just surrender everything to the Lord. Let him mold you because it says in the Bible that he is our clay maker, he is our potterer, and we're his clay. So I pray that you just surrender everything to him and ask that he guides you, he protects you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, episode four of a Live I Am podcast. We'll see you guys next week. I love you guys. Um, announcement. We're having a Bible study encounter night, Saturday 18th, and we are going to do a special um, Bible study encounter night. It's going to be Christmas theme, and come in your PJs or ugly sweaters, and come receiving what the Lord has. It's going to be fun, um, and, you know, it's going to be great. We get to all encounter the Lord in unity. So I pray for you guys. Um, before you guys go, let me pray for you guys. In the name of Jesus, thank you for the person that is watching or hearing. On the other side, in the name of Jesus, I cover their exits and their entrance with the blood of Jesus. I declare blessings upon blessings upon their lives, God. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, anything that they've been praying for, if they've been praying for a miracle, God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you answer that prayer according to your will, God. I declare, Lord, that in the name of Jesus, you give them the strength, wisdom, and and, and clarity, God, to overcome any situation or obstacle that may be going on there in their life. In the name of Jesus, Lord, show them that you are their strength and you are their refuge. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. I love you guys, and I'll see you guys next week for episode five of the Live I Am podcast. I love you guys. Take care. God bless. Wow, 51 minutes.